Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With the climate crisis upon us, tech companies are getting more and more vocal about sustainability. Google's providing some tools to help you be more aware of your environmental impact. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this is CNET senior reporter Katie Collins. Welcome, Katie. Hi, Roger. Thank you for having me. Before we get into the actual announcements, I know Google and Alphabet CEO Sundar Pichai made a presentation to journalists on Tuesday. What exactly did he say? Um, well, Sundar Pichai said a number of things, but um, you know, he he started his presentation from outside one of the Google campuses, um, which is going to be soon running on ninety percent. I think um, uh, it's going to be running ninety percent carbon free. Um, and um, you know, he was talking about how all of the 50,000 solar panels that um, kind of make up the roof of this um, this uh, center that they've got on them on the Google campus in California is a f- physical manifestation of Google's commitment to sustainability. And he kind of pointed that pointed out that you know they had been doing this for a long time. He talked about how it was their third decade of commitment to improving the environment, and he made a bunch of announcements um, about um, you know how Google is. Um, you know, going to support this commitment through the tools and features that it's providing to us, its users. Yeah, so let's let's go through some of the the announcements and some of these tools. Uh, we'll start with travel because I, I love to travel, even though I can't right now. What exactly did Google? announce on the travel end. So on the travel side, um, Google is going to start showing information in in searches about travel um, to show what kind of um, carbon footprint, you know, the um, your travels might have. So for example, um, when you Google different flights, it's going to show you the associated carbon dioxide emissions for each different flight that you look up in search results. Um, and it's going to put that in context saying, you know, oh, this flight is high or this this flight is low. So you can use that information, you know, when you're making decisions, perhaps about which flight you want to take. It's even going to include seat specific details. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't know this, um, but it makes sense once you kind of think about it, that it's actually more eco-friendly to travel in an economy seat than in a business class or a first seat, because economy seats take up less space on the plane. So you're personally responsible for uh, fewer emissions. Um, so that's one of its travel um, announcements. The other is going to be to do with hotels. So when you um, when you start kind of looking for, when you start Googling hotels, it will kind of tell you whether those hotels have made any meaningful commitments to sustainability. And there are a number of kind of environmental certifications that um, hospitality businesses can kind of work towards based on such commitments. Um, and, um, you know, those are going to kind of show up in search and it's going to identify them for you. Um, so, you know, if you're, because um, Google said that 
in fact, you know, the amount of searches that it's seen for, you know, eco-friendly hotels um, and kind of green travel have really skyrocketed um, in just in the past year or so. So it's, you know, definitely something that people are interested in, you know, seeing whether they can, you know, travel without having such a harsh impact on the environment. Yeah, it seems like a, a theme of these announcements is really giving folks more visibility and, and at times almost putting the onus on not just us as consumers, but also businesses like hotels, mm. airlines to be more green. What what else did they announce? Yeah, so kind of continuing in that vein, um, uh, there's there's going to be a, a shopping feature that's um, uh, going to be available from today in the US. And that's going to um, suggest, um, you know, when you search for whether you perhaps if you're in the market for an energy intensive appliance, such as kind of a dishwasher or water heater, a stove, a dryer, um, it's going to suggest kind of cost effective and sustainable options in the kind of shopping search. Um, uh, Likewise, um, early next year, it's going to start introducing kind of tags for when people start to search for, you know, if you want to buy a new car and you're, you know, researching what car you might want to buy, it's going to kind of tag the cars that are electric electric and hybrid um, uh, so that you can kind of spot them. Um, It also wants to, you know, it wants to support people as best as possible who are interested in buying electric and hybrid cars. So um, it's also going to, you know, give you um, some information about what that might mean, um, including kind of compatible charging stations that are nearby and typical charging times for that car, that particular car you're looking at, et cetera. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of giving you the um, it's just providing you the extra kind of information um, that, you know, you might need if you're interested in, because I think generally consumers are interested in trying to make, you know, better decisions. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think, you know, that's, that's probably going to be quite handy for people. Got it. And what else are they announced? Um, yeah, so um, one kind of um, interesting uh, feature that they are bringing to Google Maps is um, this is starting immediately in the US and the update that they're pushing out is going to come to Europe early next year. Um, and it's basically, you know, when you're searching um, in Google Maps for um, you're trying to get a route um, when you're driving from one place to another, and usually the the, the kind of the, the the first route that pops up, you might have a couple of options, but the first route is usually the fastest route. Um, but actually, um, Google's now using AI to recommend the most fuel efficient route for you to take as the kind of default option. Um, so, the, I mean, the, the um, caveat being that if, you know, that route adds significant time to your journey, it will kind of give you an option and say, by the way, there is a faster route, but we're recommending this route, um, you know, because you, um, you know, you'll use less fuel, there'll be less waiting time. And, um, and it's also, um, it's also kind of starting a research project at the moment, or it's in, it's, I think it's in the middle of the research project, actually, because it's done some, been working with um, Israel on a, um, on a, on a research project that's seeing it kind of work with cities to um, kind of, make smart traffic lights i guess is the is the short version of it where they'll basically um they're trying to make cities more efficient so that um you know that kind of waiting time that you get at traffic lights um uh that that's kind of known for being a a kind of a major part of fuel wastage um and by kind of making 
whole cities more efficient using this AI. Um, it's hope it's hoping to massively reduce um, the kind of carbon output. So, um, so yeah, that they're just a few of the things that the company has uh, has announced. Yeah, and there was I guess one more other feature was some of its Nest thermostats that it's making some tweaks to. Yeah, that's correct. So um, this is, um, it's actually kind of a service that's going to sit along um, a bunch of ex- existing thermostats. So I think it's um, the third gen Nest learning thermostat, the Nest thermostat E and the 2020 Nest thermostat. Um, and it's bringing in this service um and it's going to be free. It's called Nest Renew. Um, and it's basically partnering with clean energy plants um, to automatically adjust your usage times um, of the day when to when solar, wind and other renewable energy options are kind of more readily available. So it's 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 kind of it's making your your home even smarter by taking advantage of clean energy, basically. Um yeah, so that's that's going to be available for free, and there's also a there is a premium tier for an extra ten dollars a month, um, and it will allow you to participate in a service service called Clean Energy Match, which estimates the carbon emissions usage from your electricity, and will will offset it for you by investing in renewable energy credits. You know, for people who who are really determined to ensure that their energy use is is causing the least impact to the environment. Got it. And like I said before, like the it seems like a lot of this is, you know, it's giving more visibility and it is sort of putting the onus on others. I'm just curious what you think of all this and like whether or not this, this and you know what these other tech companies have been talking about in terms of sustainability is enough to, to move the needle on. You know, on the cl- on the climate crisis. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because you know we are seeing um, the kind of a, a features and tools that are being kind of handed to us um, like this, and I think that people do want to feel like they can make you know make changes and you know make make decisions that are going to improve the environment um and just you know the same we're seeing the same with kind of um, more. Uh, options to kind of recycle phones um you know people taking charges out of the boxes that kind of things um but you know i think that ultimately these changes on kind of an individual level are only going to go so far um and you know big tech companies just you know just like all other big industries worldwide you know really have to also look at what they're doing and um and their responsibility because it's it's those big companies really that are going to have the power to make the difference when it comes to really tackling the climate crisis and you know to be fair a lot of them are you know we're seeing uh, i think apple has really led the way here you know in like really f- trying to ensure that throughout the the whole of its supply chain um it's really trying to reduce um the the impact um uh, and um you know we're also i've you know i've i've been i've visited one of facebook's data centers in ireland where they're kind of running the whole thing off renewable energy and you know data centers in particular this they they really suck up so much power to they require so much power to run so you know it's we they they those kind of things, supply chain, data centers, you know, they're the things I think that are really going to make the difference and that where we're, we're going to need to see the biggest commitments from tech companies. Right. Uh, and I know this all comes ahead of a big UN conference around climate change called COP26 that's happening at the end of this month. 
the, I'm curious, we'll talk more about this later on, because uh, I, I know you're slated to attend, but what is it and what can we expect to see from this conference? Yeah, so this is, um, I mean, it's the biggest kind of most important climate conference on the planet. And, you know, I think every COP conference is that it's kind of, it's an annual summit that's been held by the United Nations. Um, but, you know, as every year, that with every year that goes by, it gets increasingly more urgent. Um, and it was supposed to take place actually last year in 2020 and um, was delayed for a year by COVID, um, as many events were. Um, and it's really for, it's going to be a kind of, it's a critical milestone really, because it's going to be the first opportunity that all of the United, Nation, United Nations members have um, to kind of get together and discuss um, the the progress that they've made on their goals that they agreed um, during the Paris Agreement, um, uh, which you know was basically looking at how they 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 were tr they were trying to ensure that the that they would limit global warming to well below but well below two degrees Celsius, ideally one point five degrees. And you know they all made commitments um, to this to try and you know minimize the. Um, the the impact of global warming um and this is going to be like the importance of this conference is to kind of see where whether they have made a difference whether they can you know put put it put create a downward trajectory on global warming rather than up, and an upward one um so that's going to be a huge kind of discussion point um, of the conference, um, and they're also, you know, it's a, it's an, also an opportunity for them to get together and talk about climate injustice, um, and you know, hopefully, commits commit funding um, to ensure that 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 you know strategies are being put in place because you know this this is this all takes money. Um, as much as anything else. Um, uh, so yeah, it's going to be a really important moment um, in the climate conversation. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be attending. Um, it's, it's the first time I've attended a climate conference. So I'm really interested to see if, you know, if it's kind of, if it's, if something meaningful comes out of it, basically is, is, is my big question right well we'll see plenty to talk about uh, in the coming weeks katie thanks for your time you can check out our story on cnet.com if you have any questions hit us up on twitter at the daily charge or send for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge and if you liked what you heard please rate and subscribe to the podcast it really helps us out for the daily charge i'm roger chang thanks for listening <laughs>